Good morning, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to it. After the benediction, this is your boy Laquan Myers. This is your boy Donovan McLeese. What's sorry. up, bro? I had, sorry, I had to copy. What's good? Nothing, man. I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling, bro. It's early. Yes, it is. It is early. Sound a little bit too excited to be chilling. Early, man. <sighs> you know, just one of them. Uh, no, nah, I'm not even gonna say it's just one of them days. It's just um, I don't know. I ain't looking forward to this weather. That's the truth. Is it snowing yet? No, I ain't or snowing yet. They said it's supposed to happen around like nine o'clock. Man, it's November. We'll never get snow this early. Yeah, that's whack. We usually start getting it around January, to be honest. Man. They're so, they so scared of the snow. They got um some of our truck drivers starting at 12. They started at 12 this morning. Uh, probably putting so down get, salt and all of yeah, that. So you can get that. No, so you can get that trash up and recycle up. Oh, or oh, oh snow okay, hit gotcha. in the upper PA area. 12 a.m.? Uh, I'd have called out. Nah, man. They probably getting that overtime money. No, they're they're gonna get their regular, they're gonna get their regular pay. They're just gonna start early, like they start. Oh. Some of the drivers normally start at three o'clock in the morning. They call them at twelve o'clock in the morning to this morning to come in, do their regular shift and go home. I mean, they get they get to go home early, but yeah, nah, I feel them now. Dang man, you better get yesterday home. I went to my mouth hurt. Yesterday I went to the dentist. Ooh. The the young girl, man, she was a I don't know the but the dental hygienist, the person that was cleaning my teeth, mm-hmm. and she was she was heavy handed, <laughs> like a dude. <laughs> she, bro, she was she was heavy handed, like it's just like you and my wife said the same thing. She was great, like it it was uncomfortable. Oh yeah, like my good. my regular my regular dentist, she kind of like she's sweet with it. She know how to she know how to finesse it and do it where it's not as much uh you know pain. Mm-hmm. But this 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 new girl, I guess she new to the game because she was heavy handed like crazy, and I'm sitting up here like God. <laughs> so I like kind of like like kind of like you know tasting around my mouth. I taste the blood. I say, yep, I'm bleeding. She had went and she went and uh she floss floss my teeth or something like that. Mm. And I don't I don't flow I floss every like once in a blue moon. I should floss a whole lot more than what I do. But what turns me off is cause my gums are sensitive. So when I do floss, I I bleed. Yeah. That's why a lot of times I don't do it because I be bleeding and just it's uncomfortable. But she didn't care. She went in. She had the little string, and she just she she was going in, boy. Mm. Oh my god, she was rough with it. Oh, well, I need to I need to go to the dentist myself. I hate going to the dentist, man. My wife make me go every like we go twice a year. My wife make me go because honestly, if she if she didn't make me go, I wouldn't be going. Dude, I need somebody to make me go. Yeah, I'm just keeping it all the way hundred. I, if she did not make me go every six months, I would not be going. I'll probably go like once a year or something. 
Because I don't, I don't, I hate the dentist. I got the insurance, so I'm definitely going to go before this, before this year is out. I I haven't been to the dentist in like three, three or four years, bro. Man, I've I've been hating the dentist since my grandma, since my grandma used to make us go all the time. I hate the dentist. I'll go to any other doctor's appointment, easy, because ain't nothing wrong with me. Every time I go to the doctor's, I get the same report. My doctor, they be acting funny when I go set an appointment. They were like, "Oh, well, you haven't seen you haven't seen your doctor in in about a year," and I'm like, "Okay," because there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> like they, I guess they so used to people coming about twice a year, three times a year, because stuff be wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm completely healthy. I don't need to see him more than once a year. Right. There's no like. There's absolutely nothing wrong with me. They'd be shocked, like, oh, you, well, we have to, we have to see if he's taking on any new patients. I'm not a new patient. <laughs> I just don't see him every other month because there's nothing wrong with Right, me. right, right. Like, I don't, I don't have any problems going to any other doctor. I mean, he do, he get on me about my weight. But other than that, I, I just ignore that. I just be like, all right, whatever. <laughs> like, okay. I'll get to that. I'll get, I'll get <laughs> Yeah, I got, I got you, doc. <laughs> You do my blood work, everything perfect, uh, sugar, all of that, all of my levels be perfect. Mm-hmm. I be good, but he be um, he be try- he be coming for me uh, uh about my weight and everything. But the thing is, my doctor not skinny. So oh, how you gonna I mean, tell you? How you gonna tell me? How you gonna come for me about my weight when you ain't even all that skinny? Right, if you healthy with your weight. <laughs> You know, they you know, show me how to be healthy with my weight. He be telling, he be telling me things to do. He said, "Well, you might want to, you, you know, what, what about if we try this for three months and see how this works?" And I be like, "Doc, you gonna try it with me? <laughs> <laughs> we need to be in this together." Yo, I actually got a nurse practitioner. I went to the doctors a, a few, a few, like like last month, and um, they they said I was you know healthy. But I had my levels come back, and they said that um, my vitamin D levels are low, and my um, mm-hmm. kidney functioning level uh, was pretty low. So they just, you know, requested me to drink more water for my kidney levels, and they um, prescribed me some some medicine to take like once a week for four weeks. So it was like four pills that I've been taking. I got one more pill to take um, this Saturday. Then I gotta go get blood work on um. On like I'm, I'll probably do it like on Monday before I go to work or whatever like that, but it was like I'm I'm typically healthy because I haven't been to the doctors in like three years, so it's like I'm typically healthy. But it's just you know those two things. I'm like kidney function levels is low. What the heck does that mean? You know I didn't think that you know I had you know anything wrong with me, so they just requested me to drink you know more water. So and it's crazy because that's all I really drink. I don't drink juice or anything you know that much. So I've, I've been drinking more water and to see, you know, going to see what they're going to say after I get this blood work um, Monday when I go. But, you know, it's, it's, good. it's definitely good to go to the doctors, man, to get get, get checked. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's definitely good. Definitely. Me and my doctor, me and my doctor, cool. He, he's super cool. And, you know, um, he's relatable. He's from, he's not from Trenton. He's from Newark. He, mm-hmm. he, he's from Newark. So you know he 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 real cool like Doctor Williams. We laugh, we joke. Matter of fact, where's the doctor's office at? 
and Ewing. I, his, mm-hmm. uh, he and Ewing. Um, my wife go to him. My wife's parents go to him. Mm-hmm. My wife grandparents go to him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to check him out because I was looking for a doctor. I was looking for the doctor my, that my dad, you know, goes to. And yeah. when I had um registered, you know, to be a new patient with him, I got his information. Everything came back, Doctor Harold Brown. I went to the uh-huh. office that he was at because I went to him before. They said that he retired. So I called uh-huh. I called the doctor on a car and it was like, you got to come to Reliance Medical Group. It's over here and you and this positive by five guys. So I'm like, all right, cool. I go over there. It's all women. It's an all women doctor. They got a nurse, all women nurses, and they got a nurse practitioner. You know, nurse practitioner, they get, they do the same exact thing that doctors do. But Pretty much, yeah. You know, get paid the money. Or whatever yeah. like that. They can write prescriptions and everything. That's petitioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I went. I went there and he said, "I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I'm a, you know, stay there or whatever like that. You know, it's it's all women. So I don't know if I. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm I'll give you. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely practice. give you his name, and you could you could check and see if he's taking on new patients. He smacked like yeah, he see. he has a whole, lot your whole of family, patients. Your whole white family go there. Yeah, like man, I'm telling, like I've told you, like if they be trying to, they be trying to uh, cut me as a patient if I don't go to them within a few times a year. Oh yeah. Like I mean, I every time I go is a well visit, is a checkup, which is I think considered a well visit. I don't know, I don't know how that stuff works, but mm-hmm. I, it's a checkup. I'm just going to them, see how everything is, get some blood work drawn, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he be he be trying to get me to come back in there. He try to put me on some kind of diet or some kind of uh some uh meal plan, and be like, I'll come back in in three months, come back three four months, and so we could see how this is. No, you're not trying to. You're not you're not about to get me back in here. Every time you do that, I, I cancel that. <laughs> I cancel the appointment. <laughs> Every time you do that, like yeah, come back in about three months so we can see. Uh, or where you at? I cancel the appointment because <laughs> I'm not about to go in there just so you could. We we're not gonna set an appointment for you to talk about my weight, like right. Just just call me. I mean, talk on the phone about it. Exactly, like like we talked about yesterday. I gotta change my mind first. <laughs> <laughs> then my body yes. will follow. Yes, yes. Oh my god, yo! But nah, it was hilarious, man. I know you seen that post I posted about. Yeah, I just not got from seeing it, yo. <laughs> I just got for the standing. Oh my god! As soon as I seen that, I thought about you. I said, "Yo, that's Donovan all day, man." That's me all day. If we was if we was at the game, if we was at the game and showed you on a jumbotron playing music, you would get up and dance. That that would be you all day. Definitely would get lit. At my wedding, you was the first person on the dance floor. The first person. Gotta be. You was dancing. You was dancing by yourself. Uh. Yeah, you was, dancing, you was literally up there by yourself, like you was the first person up there. That's crazy. That uh, oh was too God. fun, man. Too fun. That, it's, not, it's not all the time, you know. You you go out, you know, um, some some around some good people for a good event, you know, and just have a good time, you know. So I'll make sure I take it take advantage of that. Oh my God, yo, that jump was hilarious. Oh man, little boy was killing it though. He was killing it though. Yeah, he was getting right. He was killing. I thought they cut him off a little bit too soon though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that was the probably that could have been an Instagram video. You know they only do a minute. Yeah, true, true, true. But there are videos are a minute now, man. 
then they cut my man off a little too soon. Shoot. Oh, man. Oh, but, uh, Dad, um, the verse, what, the verse of the day. Oh, yeah, today, yeah, man. I just, uh, it was, uh, when I texted to you yesterday, man, it was just, you know, God kind of led me in this direction. You know, it's something, it's something we all need help with. Something we all could do a little better in, no matter mm-hmm. how good you're doing. You can always do a little better uh, in the finance department or just managing your finances, pretty much. And it's crazy because, like, um, it, I preached a sermon about it, and it's coming. It's it's Genesis chapter forty-one, verses what was it, fifty-three and fifty-four, um, and it says. The seven years of abundance in Egypt came to an end, and the seven years of famine began, just as Joseph had said. There was famine in all the other lands, but in the whole land of Egypt, there were food. There was food. And um, basically, like, where this sermon came from, is when I was working, I was working at Wegmans. And one of the girls I was working with was complaining about her money. She was complaining about her hours, matter of fact, because, well, you know, her money at the same time, you know, the hours is your money type of thing. Mm-hmm. But she was, you know, it was at a point, I think it was uh, during a season, uh, uh, it was like a, Probably it could have been a holiday season or coming. We was kind of like weaning, weaning off a of holiday season. So everybody was getting a bunch of hours, bunch of hours, bunch of hours, bunch of hours. And then her hours got cut like by half. Mm-hmm. And she was complaining. And she was just like, oh, like that's crazy. They cut my hours. I'm not getting, I'm not getting as many hours as I was getting before. And how, how now I got I gotta pay my bills, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. And and my first the first thing that God laid on my heart, the very first thing he laid on my heart was if you manage the season where you getting plenty, if you manage those, uh, it was a season where you was getting a bunch of hours, a bunch of hours, a bunch of hours, a bunch of hours. Now those been cut. If you would have managed that season where, I mean, you're a part-time employee. So all those hours ain't guaranteed, but you're mm-hmm. getting them. If you manage that right, once your hours get cut, you should be fine. But what but most people do is they bring a lifestyle up to their mm. income at the time. Mm. So you 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 getting a bunch of hours, a bunch of hours, a bunch of hours. You think this is something that's going to last. So you start, you know, bringing on extra expenses or doing extra things, going extra places, you know, doing a little extra. And I'm not saying anything wrong with that, but it's okay to do a little extra like a, a little a little extra mm-hmm. don't bring your lifestyle up on something that's temporary that right. that those that was temporary income temporary hours and it's crazy because i was sitting in a parking lot and the scripture the it, the, the the scripture uh 
the the title of the sermon, the scripture of the sermon, all hit me at once. And it was just off based off what she was complaining about. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. And it God just brought me to you know Joseph when um when the Pharaoh was having dreams and Joseph was the only person that can interpret those dreams. So um you know Joseph interpreted those dreams. God gave him that gift to do that. And he basically told Pharaoh his dreams, you know, his dreams meant the same thing that there was going to be seven years of plenty and then there was going to be seven years of famine. Mm -hmm. And Pharaoh, not knowing, you know, how to go about this, he wanted to put somebody in charge. And he felt as though Joseph was led by God. He said he was a wise man. So he put Joseph in charge. Joseph was second in command in Egypt. He put Joseph in charge. And this was, Joseph was only 30. And we know Joseph's story from the age of, what, I think 17. I, I believe Joseph was 17 when uh, his brothers, uh, don't don't quote me on that. I got to uh, I gotta double check. I don't want to tell nobody a lie. Yeah, I didn't but know his I believe he I was 17. Like 16, 17, something like that, I thought. I believe he was 17 when his uh brothers um get uh put him in slavery. Um sold him to slavery and everything, put him in a pit, and then he went to Potiphar House and then he went to prison and, and he interpreted uh the I think the cupbearer and it was another person he interpreted their dreams and then that got relayed to Pharaoh. So he, you know, by this time Joseph had had a lot going on. But he's 30 now. Mm -hmm. He's about 30. So um he interprets Pharaoh's dreams. Pharaoh put him in second command. And what Joseph did for the seven years of plenty is Joseph put away uh one fifth of everything of all the produce and everything I guess that will hold for years uh that had a good shelf life. So I'm guessing grains and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. He put away one fifth of that for seven years. He put away one fifth, one fifth, one fifth, one fifth of all of that. And then once the seven years was up and famine hit, everybody, all the other lands was uh suffering from the famine. But Egypt had food. Yeah, they were thriving. And because because he was smart enough to during the season of plenty, during the season of abundance, he was smart enough to manage their food supply. So when the season of famine came, they weren't affected by it. Matter of fact, they that were even more they was even more blessed by it because he opened up the storehouses and sold it mm -hmm. to the other countries. So even even in the season of famine, they were still making a profit. Yeah. And and I related this to finances because we all go through um financial situations. We we all experience different things. But if you manage, if you manage, if you get on a budget and you manage when you're doing good, when everything is good, when you're getting overtime, I, I still I still see it today. 
people getting overtime, people, you know, stuff like that. Overtime slow up, they get upset. Mm-hmm. Our people I work with today, they call they they call in an overtime uh play the people that give out overtime, they calling them, hey, what's up with the overtime? Y'all ain't called me in about three weeks for overtime. What's what's up with that? What's up with overtime? Well, we don't got nothing for you right now. They get mad because they ain't got nothing for them for overtime. Overtime ain't guaranteed. That ain't mm-hmm. promised. You was promised 40 hours a week. Yep. You wasn't promised overtime. So you should be living uh between what you make 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. If you is blessed with overtime, that should that should be going to to savings. Or whatever the case is, you should be yeah, you should be tucking that away or something, because you should be living within your means of a regular what your regular income is. Like my grandma, my grandma is the budgeting queen. Like when I tell you, every brown penny that left that house was going towards something that she already knew, like something she wrote down. Mm-hmm. It was my grandma barely went over. She had a, a, a certain amount she was spending grocery. My grandma barely ever went over that, and then she did go over. It was only a couple dollars or something. Every dollar was accounted for when it came to my grandma. And my grandma raised us. It was what me, my little brother, and my aunt, her four people in the household, making probably about forty, fifty thousand a year lights never got cut off we wasn't on government assistance um you know just just stuff like that we we had cable and all that other stuff all that stuff you had but my grandma budgeted her money like crazy Man, we never cool. missed a meal but it, it 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 boggles my mind because you see you see households where people making twice that three times that and they live in paycheck to paycheck they 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 are in so much debt. They are barely making it. Their house getting foreclosed on. They're like my grandma. We, we rented. She didn't own a house. We rented. But my grandma never late on a rent. My grandma ne- was never late. My grandma tell you she was never late paying a rent. But you know you 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 get some people. They they houses getting foreclosed on. They trying they they robbing Peter to pay Paul. They doing this and they made they making twice as much as what my grandma made. And that goes to show you, if you handle your money right, if you handle your season of plenty right, when a famine does come, you won't be as severely affected by it. Mm-hmm. It it won't it uh, it won't cut as deep. Why? Because you manage your money. And I know, like, and 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 I'm gonna let you talk about it because I know you uh, as uh, recently, you know, in past years, I've uh, like not surprised. I ain't gonna say I've been surprised, but you really like you really like stepped up and you really been disciplined about your savings. Mm-hmm. So you could just go ahead and tell you know everybody how you go about doing that and you know right. where you get your discipline from to do that. Cause I think you're more disciplined than I am. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, I'm very disciplined with, um, with saving my money. Um, I, I, don't, I just don't. I really, well, for one, I don't like to spend money. So if I don't, if I don't have to spend money, I won't. <laughs> um, but it was just me, um, maintaining, you know, a steady income. 
Um, that hasn't been my my strong my strong suit. Maintaining a steady steady income, a steady job. So saving saving the money is not the problem. I get the money. Um, it's my money, so I want to pay myself. That's what I that's what I tell myself all the time. Um, this is what I tell like my sister. This is what I tell my fiance. It's your money, man. You want to you want to pay yourself first of all. You don't want to be getting your money just to give it out to to other people. Um, you want to have something you know for yourself. So um, you can even ask my mom. Since I since I've been a kid, I've always you know been able to save money because I want to have money for to do stuff for myself. Me being the youngest, it's um, I don't know. It's it's always like you know you get the you get the shorthand of the stick, and you kind of gotta you know, look out for yourself because everybody is, everybody else is before you um, kind of thing. So that's how I always looked at it. So when I got something for myself, you know, I cherished it. So it goes the same, you know, with my money. So when I get paid, you know, now that, now that, you know, I'm, I'm giving to, giving to God and trusting that he'll provide for me. It's so much more easier to save knowing that he'll, he'll take care of me. So what I do is when I get paid, because this this job that I have right now is the most income I've ever received, you know, in my life. So, you know, I want to make sure I treat it right before, you know, something happens. I get uprooted to go somewhere else or the job doesn't work out or just, you know, anything happens. Or if it does work out, you know, I can, you know, expand upon what I have. Um, I get paid every week. So what I've been doing, like I told you, I take 5% of that, um, get that to the Lord, whether it's through my tithes and offerings, whether it's through... You know, giving you know somebody else some money, it's five percent um, of my money that I give away, and then it's five percent of the money that I save. I put that into my savings. If I'm feeling well, if I got, I throw more than five percent into my savings, and then you know I pay my bills and I live off of what I have for for the week. Um, I try not to spend anything over, you know, um, what I have because I want to have money in my paycheck. I want to have money in my um, checkings account when I get paid again. So it's been, you know, it's, it's been, you know, adding up every single week. And I noticed when I was going to the gym, I, I had joined the fitness class. I wanted to drop some weight. I was paying them $27 a, $27 a week, $132 a month, $132, $132 a month. And once I stopped, I was like, hmm, if I was committed to paying $27, dollars a week, $35 a week for this for this fitness class, I could put this money away. And then in five months, I could have over $500. So I looked at it that way. So I said, okay, 5%, boom, that's about $27, depending on when I get paid, or $35, depending on when I get paid. And I just, you know, just throw that into my savings. And it's really been good for me because when my car started messing up, when I needed a new battery, or, you know, I needed to get the car, um, my door fixed, um, on my car because I couldn't even open up the pass. I couldn't even open up the um, my driver's side door from the inside of my car. I had to roll the window down, pull um, you know, pull out the handle from the outside of the door and then get out. I wasn't oh, able snap. to get that. I wasn't able to get that fixed, and I wasn't going to get it fixed. I, I got I got used to it. It was just other people that was driving my car, or when they got when I went to get my oil change, they would pull on the handle and like dang near break it because they thought that they can you know get out from the inside. And I wasn't gonna pay for it or whatever like that, but when when um I sent my car to get it fixed because it got recalled, the lady called me and she was like, Hey, it's gonna be one fifty nine, can you pay it? And I was like, Yeah, I could pay it. And then I got it paid and, and you know, they fixed it. That just made me realize, you know, to have have that money into your savings, 
So you don't need a miracle to do the ordinary stuff. Oh you know my! Yes. Hey, I can't, don't, yeah. don't, don't don't that ain't my quote. I got that from you know Pastor Darius Daniel. So if anybody listening and you know listen to him, he was like, pay yourself. He said, pay the Lord. You know, give your give give some of your money away because it, it don't really come from you anyway. You know, it all comes from the Lord. And then pay yourself because when life happens, just like we gonna go back to to the scripture. When life happened, that famine happened for those seven years, you want to be prepared for it. You don't want to expect a miracle. Like, if it wasn't for Joseph putting all that stuff away, them people would have been calling on to God. Hey, God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And he was like, I gave, and he would have just been like, hey, I gave you plenty. I gave you plenty. Why didn't you invest that into yourself so that when these seven years of famine hit, you'll be straight? So when I was able to get my car fixed and, you know, do stuff like that, it made me feel good. It made me feel, for one, like a man. It made me feel like, two, like, okay, I can I can take care of myself. I can, you know, take care of needs um, for myself. And mm-hmm. and like you like you always told me, you, you always told me to make sure I have an emergency fund. Put some money away, make sure it's not being touched, like, at all, until it's like, you know, you need it for an emergency. And then when an emergency happens, in which it will, because we all need insurance, you go in there, do what you got to do, and then add it back up. So it's like every time I get paid, First thing, first two things I do, and this this is a good principle for anybody to take: give some of your money away, because it makes you it makes you under helps you understand that your money is not the dictator of your life. It helps you understand that um, to to give somebody give some money away, you're helping somebody else. That's going to come back to you, because you know we hold on we hold on to our money, not helping out anybody else. We start to make money our god. So I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, become a slave to money. So I take some money, I give it away, boom. And then second thing I do is pay myself because I know life is going to happen. It may not happen today. It may not happen tomorrow, but it, it may happen seven years from now, which, which would be good for me because seven years of saving up some money, um, I have a lot of money. <laughs> life is going to happen and you want to make sure, you know, you're, you're ready for it and, I want to talk a little bit about relationships too, because um, when you when you're by yourself and you know you can you can manage your money, um, you're you're good. But when it comes to you having a partner and that partner can't manage money or money is not on their top priority list, um, this this will probably be for uh, you know another episode. But that that can cause some that can cause some some issues you know in a relationship. Manage your money bro, is definitely important. Bro, write that down. We're talking about that tomorrow. We're going to uh, talk about that tomorrow. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll put that down somewhere. We're going, this, it's going to be a continuation uh, of tomorrow. We're going to talk about that because mm-hmm. that's, that's for real. That's yeah. for real. When you when, when managing money and saving, when, you, when you're a saver and you're in a relationship, marries a spender. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Yo, Dave, Dave Ramsey, a lot of like uh, some of the financial stuff, especially the biblical financial stuff. You know, I listen to Dave Ramsey and he talks about that, man. We're going to talk about that tomorrow because, you know, I ain't shy. I always talk about I love my wife to death, but my wife is a spender. She will she she has spent some money now. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she I'm not saying she uh she spends a, a bunch of money. I mean, she get no, no, no. She does spend a bunch of money, 
but she gets a lot for what she spends. Like she's a bargain right. shopper. So it's not like she she buying a pair of pants for one hundred and twenty dollars or something like that. Absolutely not. I don't even think my wife pays more than uh, twenty dollars for some pants or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't pay more than twenty dollars for no pants either. Exactly. So I mean, <laughs> she's a very very like frugal person. So she get a lot for what she spent, but she's a she's a spender. Mm-hmm. And I'm naturally I'm not a spender. It it'll be that's, years. Maybe that's, bro, maybe that's a woman thing because that's the same way with my fiance. Nah, my fiance no, it's nah, not bro. It's it's well, some you, your it's grandma some women, too. Your grandma was straight. It's she some women out there that savers and men that spenders. Yeah. They don't necessarily got to spend on clothes. <laughs> they could spend on electronics. Yeah, Get true. caught up in any hobbies and stuff. But yeah. And one thing I wanted to touch on before we go, and we probably could touch on this tomorrow, so I'm going to just throw this out, dear. You also, not only money, but you also have to be careful how you treat others in your season of plenty. Mm. Because when your season of famine comes, that's going to determine how they treat you. Right, right. When you get in money, when you got it, when everything good, you got to be careful how you treat people. Because when you fall on hard times, when everything, you're going to have to go back to some of them same people, some of your close family members, your brothers, your sisters, your siblings, uh, mom, dad, you know, cousins, mm-hmm. uh, good friends, stuff like that. You got to be careful how you treat them when you get. Because when you fall on hard times, those are going to be some of the first people, some of the first people that you may need assistance from, mm-hmm. that you, that that's going to see, you know, you know, one part of your life versus the other part of your life. So not only in your season of plenty, do you need to manage your money, but you also need to manage your relationships. Right, right. right. We're going to talk about relationships tomorrow. Bro, that was a good point. Okay. We're going to talk about relationships tomorrow. That's but true. Like, but like you said, you know, like like the scripture said, man, like Ecclesiastics, uh, Ecclesiastics three, um, yeah, three one through eight. Ecclesiastes three one through eight says that there is a season and a time for every purpose mm-hmm. under the heaven. So we have to be careful how we manage these seasons. You're gonna have seasons of plenty. You're gonna have seasons of famine. But you have to manage that season of plenty. So your season of famine won't be as severe. You may feel it, mm-hmm. but you won't feel it as much. You will have a little cushion if you manage your season of plenty right. Amen. You feel me? All right. I want to thank everybody. We're about to get up out of here because um, I know I got to go to work and you got to uh, take you your nap so you, work. Could, so, so you could go back to work so you yeah, can get yeah, up and I'll go to work. I'll be having weird dreams when I take take naps before. Uh, I think the Lord be telling me when I'm up, just stay up because I go yeah. back to sleep and I have a weird dream. Like this morning, you know, when you text me, asked me was I ready at 6.04, my alarm had just went off again at 7.05. I came up, got into the room, uh. and I had a dream that me and you was driving in, like, you know, sunny California somewhere, and you had yeah. a big old truck. I don't know why you had a big old white truck, but you did. And oh, we, went into, okay. we went into we went into um uh you know a parking lot, but we had to make a U-turn. But it was mad people out there. So what you did was you 
went around went around a little island and your truck couldn't fit all the way around. So you went to like back up. And I was like, yeah, um, eyes in the back. I'm like, yo, it's people right here. It's people right here. So you was, you know, just like dodging people. And then when you turned around, you know, when you finished the U-turn to start going now, it was mad people on our car talking about some, I hate New Jersey drivers. I hate Trenton drivers. And then I had like rolled down the window and I spoke to one of the ladies. I was like, um, please, please watch your mouth. I don't know, talk about it like that. You know, I know what we did was unsafe, but, you know, we, we got stuff we need to do. We got place we need to go. And then my alarm went off. So I have, like, crazy dreams like that all the time when I um, go to sleep and I take naps in the morning. Who you taking naps? Stay up. You better stop taking naps in the morning. Yeah, I think I'm just going to stay up. <laughs> yeah, you know, one day you should call off work right before you go. After you take a nap, you should wake up and be like, Dad, call your boss. Like, I ain't coming in today. I just had a crazy dream. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. They're gonna have me, they gonna send me to the damn mental institution. They're gonna ask me oh, to go talk man. to somebody. Uh, yeah, man. That's that's yo, tomorrow. Uh Facts. that's good right there. Relationships, handling relationships. When you a spender on your spouse a saver, or you a saver on your spouse a fin- spender, uh, or you know, just handling relationships while you in your seasons of plenty mm-hmm. in your season of famine, that's good. Man, that's good, man. We thank everybody for listening. We appreciate you guys. Go like us on Facebook, Instagram, after the benediction. You go follow me. Uh, what's my name on Instagram? Laquan Myers. I'm plain. I'm corny. No, I don't got no special underscores. I don't got no letters or numbers after my name. It's just Laquan. As is at Laquan Myers. Mm-hmm. That that's that's simple. You know, so everybody can find me. I'm famous. So, ooh, ooh, so nice. you already know, man. The, I got, I, I, I got like, check. I got like, I got like 250 followers, bro. Lit. I'm popping right now. Lit. I'm. You already know, man. But you way more famous than me. You probably got like a thousand followers. So I don't know. Nah, almost. You know, but <laughs> he said not almost. <laughs> yeah, I was following, but I was following. You know, people. You know, just to get my followers up. So it's, it's mad people on there that I don't even know. So when, when I got back on to Instagram, you know, I started scrolling down. I was like, hey, I don't know this person. So let me unfollow. You started, you started you know. deleting people? Yeah, just started deleting people. But I don't think they know that I deleted them. Because I think, you know, because I still got mad more followers than I got people that I'm following. So, yeah, you know, my Instagram made me look like I'm somebody. But I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm low. Man, I think I know I know 250 people, but I don't talk to 250. If I had as many followers as people that I actually talk to and deal with, I it'd probably be like less than a hundred. It mm-hmm. would it would definitely be less than a hundred. Probably like 38 people. Exactly. It'd be <laughs> like it'd be super low. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh y'all, if this has blessed y'all. In any type of way, any way, shape, form, or fashion, please don't forget to share with somebody, um, comment, follow us, leave us some comments or whatever. You know, do your thing. Or maybe you don't want to share. Maybe you want to keep us a secret and keep us to yourself. Mm. That's fine, too. That's fine, too. You could do that. You could keep us a secret. You don't have to share the word. You being blessed by the word, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. 
until you feel comfortable mm-hmm. enough to share God's word with God's people. Can mm-hmm. I get an amen, my brother? <laughs> All right, man. Uh, uh, I uh, I'm gonna let you tomorrow. All right, bro. All right, bro. All right, all right. Peace out, man. Take it easy.